0: Hey, what's up everybody it's rob here with another episode of it's a vague world with my homie old jason how are you bud how are things good
1: what's up buddy uh things are good things, yeah things are good yeah yeah i'm just uh hanging out man been watching a a whole lot of TikTok, playing some throwback retro games and uh yeah
0: we've enjoyed some of that together
1: yeah yeah what's been going on with you man
0: uh man just working working hard trying to get after it uh it's been busy around here not too bad though uh things are pretty good things are pretty good kids back in school um yeah
1: oh you already started school over there
0: yeah man yeah 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 this is uh first full week i think they yeah
1: oh yeah we don't start school until uh oh like 10 days from now oh no shit. yeah
0: yeah they get after it early around are, here buddy
1: i guess my kids are lucky then huh yeah so yeah we've been playing uh some games we played some mm-hmm. games yesterday that was fun
0: that was i enjoyed that thoroughly as a matter of fact oh did you mm-hmm. yeah i had oh, a good time you trying
1: to trying to get down on some more cuphead or what
0: uh i mean we can try i just it's it's gonna take me a while that is my A D D brain listen. is uh anybody listening to this oof.
1: podcast, they need to know right now. I should post some clips of the frustration that this guy <laughs> produces in his voice when we play games like Cuphead. It just It's
0: triggering, bro. That shit triggers me.
1: It makes me it's all the so way It's so simple.
0: Happy. It makes no sense in my brain. Like, why why am I dying so badly? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it was a good time.
0: So Yeah, Cuphead. It's 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 pretty rowdy. Yeah.
1: We're playing some Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles tonight. That's going to be fun.
0: Yeah, that'll be pretty epic. Yeah.
1: So, uh, yeah. So, other than that, my week has been, you know, just work. Like always, just work. I feel you. Yeah.
0: Just got to well, stay after it.
1: Yeah. So, uh, I did a lot of grilling. Yeah. No kidding. Yeah, I did. Uh, yeah. M- matter of fact, my kid listened to uh, part of our uh, part of us doing the podcast and was like, I really want to grill something. And yeah. maybe go out grill hot dogs. I posted it on Twitter, man. He was out there yeah. to grill like,
0: yes. Uh, <laughs> I actually, I've done some uh, uh, really pretty epic piece of grilling uh, recently for my birthday. I uh, I got like a two-pound uh, tomahawk ribeye. Yeah, I saw pictures of it. Yeah. amazing. It, uh, bro, I did the reverse sear like we were talking, smoked it for, I don't know. I don't know. It was like a... About an hour and a half maybe until it got up to about i don't think 115 116 or something and then i cranked it and seared the piss out of it and then i made this uh i took some of that smoked tallow and mixed it with some butter and then some like minced garlic made these little butter these little compound butter balls and then put on it while it rested for about 20 minutes uh yeah, no, bro, it looks that lighter, shit, man. oh my god <laughs> I was full as a tick, man. I, I had the meat sweats. I was like, it was a lot of meat, bro. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, in the house all you. by myself. It was great.
1: Yeah. It was great. Yeah. It was no, great. It, look, it looked really good. uh I haven't got to cook anything like that, but not lately. Um, yeah. One of these days. Once it cools down a little bit, it's been too damn hot for me to stand out there in front of my stick smoker. And, yeah, and try it was to a smoke hot one that day for then.
0: sure. I, I, oh. I brewed up a, a real nice, moppy sweat. <laughs> it was yeah, worth it, though. That shit was tasty. <laughs> you
1: need to get yourself a little assistant out there and just be like, you know, sponge. And then just sponge your forehead while you're while yeah. you're grilling your stuff.
0: Now, that fan I keep next to the grill helps out quite a bit, but that sun just, oh, boy. Roast you, huh? Uh, yeah, and it's humid. It's, yeah. yeah.
1: Yeah. So what uh what are we talking about today, man?
0: uh foster care uh my experiences uh maybe a few facts some stats you know what it's like i figured uh you can rapid fire questions and i'll answer them to kind of keep things on track because you know i ramble so okay okay uh if you want the the skinny of it first and we can go that way if you want to just start firing off questions i'm cool either way i'm i'm i uh i would just like to just talk about it talk about my experience and all that jazz you know
1: okay yeah well i knew that you were in foster care i don't know too much about it um we haven't talked a whole lot in depth about it uh yeah yeah so uh, yeah i'll just ask you a bunch of questions and okay let's go you answer whatever you want to answer and if you don't want to answer tell me to fuck off
0: I wouldn't do that to you, bud. Let's go, though. I'm ready.
1: I I feel like you. I feel like you would. Okay.
0: (laughs) First question.
1: First question. Okay. Uh, so
0: how old were you when you first went into foster care? Fuck off. But (laughs) (laughs) Uh, I was like, I don't know. I just turned nine, maybe a little around that time, nine, ten, something like that. I don't remember exactly.
1: Um, yeah, about nine. You were were a youngin.
0: very young yeah yeah and i didn't get i mean i stayed in some type of foster care you know whatever situ living situation not with relatives at all until i was 18. i I lived back with my mom for a few months if if at all for a little while and then that just didn't work out and then so back to the system i went but yeah so i've been in foster care from about nine-ish till I graduated high school.
1: Okay, so mom and dad totally out of the picture when you were nine or how how did that play out? Like what was the um, circumstances of you going into the system in the first place?
0: So my mom uh, had divorced my uh, biological father at this point and had been divorced. Um, so it was just my, I have two siblings, uh, a brother and a sister. My sister and I have the same father. Um, he's dead now, but, um, and my our brother, we have the same mom as me and my sister, but he has a different dad. So, uh, at the, by the time we were, we were, all this went down, my dad and his dad were both out of the picture and she, she had remarried, my mom remarried a few times, but <laughs> um Okay. So anyway, she was she was married to this guy who uh uh basically molested my sister. Uh oh. Yeah. Um and he I mean basically just beat the shit out of me all the time. You know, and I was a, I was a I mean I was a kid with ADD. I mean not not that I'm giving him excuses, but um yeah, that guy,
1: don't give him an excuse.
0: I mean, I I was a troublemaker for sure. I mean, I caused a lot of ruckus, but again, he i yeah i mean I, I i i was quite a bit of physical abuse um okay and i think well i think my brother experienced a little bit of that but um he still lived like i think the custody thing with him and uh, his dad and my mom and i think they still had 50 percent custody so he bounced back and forth a lot as a kid a smaller kid so he didn't really experience all the stuff we experienced like that but i think his path was a little different, but maybe so yeah just of it though you know yeah 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 so okay basically so. then um uh I started acting out in school and then uh I guess I, th- I remember I think my sister had said something to a teacher or I don't remember something and then uh one day we were pulled out of school and uh we went to some counselor and then uh it was super weird I don't remember it was kind of those details are fuzzy but basically they sat us down and said, um, you know, we're going to go home with you tonight and you're going to pack a bag and um, you're going to go with these people. And they never really told me why or anything. They just said, here's what's happening. And then, boom, I never lived with my family again. So they went home with you that day, packed a bag
1: and was your your mom and I guess stepdad at this point, were they there when you were packing a bag or were um, they not around you? Did they keep you separated from them while this was happening, I guess?
0: uh I yeah i think i remember my mom being pretty hysterical and i don't remember if that dude got arrested or i don't i because i i didn't see him again for a long ass time for a long ass time yeah Uh, yeah, my mom actually, still with, I think the one of the reasons why I had to leave my mom again is because when I lived with her for a brief stint that I was talking about earlier, she was trying to rekindle a relationship with that guy, and this was years after the initial thing went down, um, uh, okay. and she got, uh, somehow, whoever found out, and they were like, nah, cuz, and then they just snatched me back out of there. Plus... I was being an absolute shithead to my mom at the time and that wasn't working out. So um, Gotcha. Okay, yeah. so
1: you're 9 years old, you packed a bag, they they took you. Where did, so right off at the beginning, I'm guessing they didn't immediately place you with like a foster family, right? Like you did you go to a facility for a while before you went to a foster family or were you always in a facility? Um or how, how how did that process go as to cuz I'm guessing you were probably bounced around to a bunch of different places, right? Um, oh
0: absolutely yeah so where
1: did you where, where did it start like did it did it start at just like a boy's home or did they immediately already have a family like hey you're gonna stay here
0: well they had so they had a family lined up uh for me so my mom's parents said that they would take my sister and so my sister basically grew up with my grandparents uh until she left high you know for high from high school and all that shit so she didn't she didn't really experience a whole lot of the foster care stuff either but so yeah like that night i remember sleeping at a stranger's house like it was some kind of weird bizarre sleepover uh and i wasn't there very long um uh initially i i did a lot of like act i don't know i guess it was because everything was so bizarre and weird and it was it was i was at strangers houses and i i like i would wake up at night freaking out um and I guess they would be like, he's too much. Y'all are gonna have to come get him. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, and then yeah, and then sometimes, like especially, like I bounced around like aggressively for like the first year or so, maybe two years, like a, a lot, a whole lot. Um, really? Yeah. I mean, I would, I would, well, because sometimes not all foster places or placements are the same. Sometimes they're cool a lot of times they're like it's like a cinderella type scenario or i'm like they're like you gotta go clean the stove you gotta go change the litter and i'm like well bro i just got here what the what the fuck are you talking about like i don't even know how to do it like i'm like you know i'm a kid you know my mom didn't my mom did almost the you know all the house cleaning she didn't really make us really do all that shit. plus i was like a kid you know and they were like well so-and-so will show you and then you're just gonna have to do it and i was like what <laughs> and so I would, you know, I have you know, had anger issues as it as it were, and would, you know, basically say, No, nah, I'm not doing that shit.
1: <laughs> I ain't being your Cinderella bitch.
0: Exactly. And then, you know, it's it was just a lot of man, the foster care system's a very interesting place. Because a lot of people, some people are in it because, like, if you're a foster parent, I don't know how it is now, but, like, you you can make some some Skrilla, bro. Like, Just taking care of foster kids? Yeah, yeah, especially if you take care of multiple foster kids. You get uh, probably, I think it's some kind of tax breaks or, and I know they pay you, like, if you are, like, and especially, like, if you're the kind of foster parents uh, that, like, take kids like, for in my example, in my case, like a lot of those places, it was like, hey, we need you to take care of this kid for a week or two or maybe a day, you know, and sometimes they'll have a newborn. Sometimes they'll have an eight-year-old. Sometimes they'll have a teenager. It just, you know, the, those are a specific type of foster parents versus the ones that are placement or whatever. But so, so I, I got a, people that, a lot of
1: uh, Yeah, these people that had like multiple foster kids that they were taking care of, did you The first couple years or whatever, um, as a youngster, did you, uh, were you in places that had multiple kids that they were taking care of? And what was your experience with like those kids? Did you relate to the other foster kids or did you not relate Um, to them? And were they kind of like assholes to everybody else or were they just like,
0: hey, we're all in the same boat? You know, it varied. It varied. The crazy thing for me is, is like, so a lot of the kids that I initially met bouncing around a lot of like, I guess, cause I was a trouble kid. I, I got along with the, I you know, the have nots and the misfits and the, you know, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. I always ran just, I don't know, naturally ran with that crowd initially as a young kid, which probably is what got me in a lot of trouble anyway. But yeah, so every now and then I'd bump into somebody who was just cool. You know what I mean? Or like all, it was always like an older dude, you like a, year two three years older than me he was like you know was cool and had been through you know what i was going through was like look man this you know at this this is but show me the ropes of the household or whatever and say look this is you know this is how this works if you want something you gotta this is how you gotta do this you know they taught me how to navigate the system more or less you know what i mean how to be street smart and and get what you want and i don't know right a lot of dudes. There were a few dudes like that that were super cool, and then uh, there were a lot of times where uh, dudes were just abrasive, just really abrasive and violent and shit. And I was always having to defend myself and motherfuckers trying to beat you up while you're sleeping, or try to steal your shit while get getting into your shit while you're sleeping, or yeah, it just Man, it was crazy. it was it was a roller coaster. You never there was no nothing was ever consistent. It was like a box like of chocolates. Nothing yeah know, yeah, i mean nothing like where i was gonna sleep or shower or you know eat or what kind of food i was gonna eat like you know mm. everything everything
1: it's like a complete void of unknown from day to day
0: yeah well i mean it, it, i just never felt comfortable trying to settle into a routine because it i always knew that it was going to change you know what i mean so, so, let me ask
1: you this uh when you were going from place to place and um through like the first let's say let's say the first four or five years right when you were going from place to place did you ever have any warning like I'm about to go from this place to this place or would somebody
0: just show up and be like hey you're coming with me again more often than not I had little to no warning that I recall um sometimes uh I was the catalyst for for the change in of environment you know so I would do some shit and no know they know there they're going to kick me out this motherfucker today <laughs> or I'm going to make them kick me out this motherfucker today. You know what I mean? I, it was, you know, whether it was my plan or I knew I had done something to get that to happen. But most of the time I would say about, I don't know, 60 70% of the time when it wasn't my fault for sure. Um, yeah, I had, it was little to no warning. So I think it was, on, you they did that you shit on purpose. Family. You know what I mean? Uh, yeah, yeah. Hmm.
1: Um, Interesting. Okay, I can even
0: tell you, sometimes they would give me these stupid, weird excuses. um, And I think what I I think it boils down to a lot, well, back then when I was in the system, is like something, I, I think it had something to do with how funds were appropriated and how long a certain amount of kids could be at a certain amount of place to receive certain amount of monies or some type of shit from the state. So. I think that's a lot. I mean, I imagine there's still a lot of bouncing around in foster care.
1: Uh, So while you're learning how to navigate through the system, these these motherfuckers, not all, but some, are just at the same time learning how to play the system to get what they want out of a foster kid. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. So at what age do you think it was when you kind of settled down, right? Because you had anger issues, right? Um, So... At what age do you think you kind of mellowed out a little bit to where you could just stay at one place for longer? Or did that ever happen?
0: Um, Things started getting more consistent, like length, span of time I would spend at one place. Uh, when I, I don't know, I would say closer to my teen years, I would say around maybe 7th or 8th grade, um... And is that because you calmed down or is that
1: because you just no. learned like, Hey, this isn't compared to some of the other places I've been, this one's okay. So I'm going to see, I'm going to try to stay here longer.
0: Well, so a lot of it, a lot of it had to do with, with my age and, you know, I've been taking medicine for ADHD since I was a kid. I still take medicine for, for ADHD to help me focus and shit. Cause my mind is just a, a crazy place all the time. <laughs> When unmedicated for it, so um, you know all that stuff being in mind, you know I was a boy who had behavior problems that were documented, obviously, and had to take medicine for ADHD, and I, you know, a preteen, so a lot of the I d- I met all of the criteria for what a foster parent or a or whatever didn't want, so I think that was a lot of my issue early on, but uh. I don't know if some laws changed or what but i started being able to meet people like that it was like an interview kind of thing and they would i would go to this office building and i would meet people i had what was called a caseworker, which was basically my the person who was in charge by the state to you know deal with me or whatever so they would come get me take me and i would meet people and uh if i got along with them i would say hey i like them or whatever and they would say all right well you know, you can go spend the weekend there and then, you know, let us know. And, you know, that happened a couple times. And then and th- through that experience, I got to stay with a couple places for, you know, a year, six, nine months or, or whatever, you know, two years, depending on. I, I don't know if i stayed anywhere more than two years, but, but just, I, I don't know. It was a roller coaster regardless because um, there's always weird circumstances like, hey, you're going to have to stay here because we have to move you know again like i said with the whole funding thing i think regardless of whether i like to because sometimes like one place i liked in particular i lived way out in the country and uh my foster dad taught me how to fish and how to hunt and how to drive tractors how to drive you know and he, he they had three boys that were in their 20s and you know they took me hunting and fishing and taught me you know how to you know live off the land and you know camping and it was i loved it they bought me a four-wheeler i mean i lived there for a while and then i didn't do anything bad or anything but my dad at one point decided he he was like hey you want to come live with me in florida and you know who the fuck yeah i want to live with my dad you know of course and then so i had to i left a really cool spot to uh, to go make an attempt to live with my dad and that did not work that didn't even last how old year. were you
1: uh how old were you when that happened
0: um i think i was i don't know 13 going on 14 something like that almost yeah. 15 i don't know around there
1: so along with moving these homes we'll get back to you moving in with your dad here mm-hmm. in a second uh i got one more question before we do that though when you were moving around all these homes were you i'm guessing you know it's not like all these people live in the same town right so you were also like moving to different schools 100 all, all the time oh yeah so you never really got to know too many people right
0: no i will yeah so one cool thing and i didn't really get to really understand the scope of how cool it was or still kind of is to for me that i did all that moving around to schools because um i don't know eventually it sucked it sucked but i made friend. I, I think that's part of why it's easy for me to make friends now because i'm kind of an extroverted guy like i've always been a social see i can talk to fucking anybody right so um uh, that kind of helped me a lot um meeting new friends at places um yeah. but like i don't know in high school like when i started to be able to drive I, in high school i lived at like in a group home it wasn't a foster home and the we can get into the rules and how the, all that worked out and how i was able to drive and be by myself and shit but so i would dr- drive back the place i lived was like 20 minutes from where i grew up you know so i would drive to, to where i grew up in that town and all the kids from all the different high schools that i went to everybody there were like these little pockets of where everybody partied or hung out a- amongst the county that i grew up in right and yeah. so i would I would frequent all these little pockets and like anywhere I went in the county, no matter where I was at, chances are I fucking knew at least one or two people at whatever, wherever the fuck I showed up at. So there was always, it was the coolest thing as like a, you know, right out of high school dude or senior, you know, bouncing around at parties and people like, hey, people called me Robbie back then. Hey, Robbie, you know, and it was just, it was cool. It was like, I always knew somebody. So that kind of, right. it, it kind of, it, it paid off on the back end more than it did on the front end. But yeah, bouncing around to school sucked ass. I, it, <laughs> yeah, it, I, did I never that. had good grades in school, bro. And I I mean, it was largely because of that, but you know, that and ADHD and the trauma and all the bullshit I was dealing with. And I just, I'm I'm lucky I got out of high school how I did, bro. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
1: All right. So you were 14 slash 15 something like that your dad Mm -hmm. says hey you want to come live with me in florida you moved down to florida because you wanted to move in with your dad right
0: yeah yeah um what happened with that um so you know obviously there's still a whole lot of shit that's going on and i'm that i'm dealing with mentally from all the stuff that's been happening and um so i move in there and my dad you know he's a military at the at the time he wasn't a drill sergeant or hadn't been to school for that yet he was just uh, a military police officer uh at the time for the reserves uh so but he was still military you know what i mean so he was a militant father right and uh we didn't mesh well because i the people the foster people that were militant to me i have it didn't it didn't work out well so he was doing the same thing that that people were back home were doing and it was just we were abrasive for each other and uh again i was a trouble kid and i liked impressing all the local kids trying to make friends and i got into a lot of trouble Fucking riding bikes into a bunch of fresh freshly paved sidewalk and it ended up costing a bunch of money to have it fixed and uh doing
1: dumb dumb teenager shit
0: yeah, talking shit to teachers and you know, just just being a a fuck up. You know, trying to be the cool kid. Yeah, 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 yeah. And uh, yeah, I got just you. so but well, he was doing the reserves thing, so he had to go on some kind of month long training. And his wife at the time was like, "Look, I c- I cannot with him by myself." And so he put me on a plane and sent me back to Alabama and back to the foster care system. I went. How
1: the fuck does that even happen? Like, hey, I moved my kid in with me, and yeah, now nah, I'm done. I just wanted to go back to foster care. Like, that's insane to me, dude.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: What a piece of shit.
0: That's that's my dad in a nutshell. He's a world class piece of shit. He's dead now, so he's a dead piece of shit. But he's a mm. world class piece of shit. And the you know what's crazy? Uh, I don't I don't want to get on that soapbox, my dad. A lot of people fi- hold him in high regard, but it's weird how that works out but
1: okay so we're back in the in the system now at how how old were you then what 16.
0: uh no that i mean that did not last long dude i i was there for less than a year so i was at, at oh. maybe 15 almost 16.
1: okay so you went back to the system um mm-hmm. and then where like did you stay at that place for a while or did you start bouncing around a lot again
0: oh uh, once i went back i so i tried to go back to the place that i told you right, right before i went to my yeah, dad's a cool yeah, guy yeah 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 I, I tried to go there but they had just accepted uh right after i had left they accepted a brother and sister um that were about my same age and uh so they you know they couldn't take me they didn't have any more room and boy, I was tore up about that because <laughs> i knew i knew what was about to happen but anyway um what ended up happening is um because i couldn't go there there was this place that was it was called a presbyterian home for children and uh basically you live you know girls lived in their own place and boys lived in their own place and then the they had these basically giant houses on this big i guess plantation sized complex with a big dining hall and offices and stuff in the middle but um so i lived in the teenage boys house with a bunch of other boys just like me who had been on through similar shit, and they had were called house parents and they worked shift there was you know i think they were on four days and off four days or something like that so the people that were they lived with us like they were our parents basically and took us to doctor's appointments and the school we went to like a private school that was you know there on campus so we you know we just walked to school um, right yeah
1: so it was just like a it was like a boys' home basically.
0: It was it was a group home huh? I mean, boys and girls, but yeah, they right. we were we were split up. We could, I mean we mingled, but we didn't live together. You know, right? How long? But yeah, were you it was there? like um uh, was there um, until I graduated high school. Until yeah, for, I oh that's really? That's the, that's the place I left from. I left from there, graduated high school, and a week later was in basic training in <laughs> in Georgia.
1: Wow! So you were yeah. there for. Shit, that would have been what three four years? or five years oh you were or there for maybe like four, four. Years. yeah okay so through all of your experiences well well first let me ask you that place you spent a lot of time at that at that home right yeah was it i mean was it okay there i mean obviously you didn't um, go to your case and be like i got to get out of here right so well i mean it, it must have been somewhat okay i would i would guess i don't know
0: it was it was a pretty wild transition because while I had lived with other people, it was different. Whereas, like, I had my own fucking room, but there were eight other rooms on the um, giant hall. I mean These were like, so there were eight bedrooms upstairs plus one bedroom for a house parent to live upstairs with us, and then there were two bedrooms downstairs for two other house parents and then a kitchen and then a living room area and then like a formal living room. It was a big house, right? So just sharing a space with that many dudes and it was it was weird to get once I got adjusted though and got, you know, got my feet under me there, I I flourished because that's where I got really good at basketball cuz they played basketball, there was a basketball court right outside the house and then all the so you there was a point system there and uh so if you did your chores and you behaved properly and you were doing your schoolwork and homework and be, doing good, you know behaving at school and all that type of shit um you got to earn free time which was basically you can walk off campus you know what i mean like out into the free world and i you know being you know, I was, you know i was
1: just about to ask like did they let you kind of come and go because you were a teenager you know what i mean so right did, did you they let let go you so far go? there were
0: rules yeah there were rules to it though you know what i mean like and, and it was not like a you can you only had so many hours so every everything you did accrued a certain it's different ages had different allotted amounts of free time and and when they could use it which hours they could use it so um so that was cool i mean and i just you know and then i started learning guitar at that point in time and um so i don't know like the structure around it um was wildly consistent, and my brain loved that about that once I got you know used to living there and used to living around everybody in that manner um I mean they in the kitchen like they even would teach us how to cook, and each dude had a night of the week that it was their responsibility to cook, you know what I mean, and so we would cook meals for each other I mean, we'd clean up after each other, all that shit. Yeah. And, um, and
1: was the the other dudes that you lived with in that house i mean were they all pretty chill
0: i mean it was it, it was a mixed bag i mean i fought damn near everybody in that house at least once i mean i threw hands with damn near everybody in that house at least once <laughs> you know some of the yeah. dudes were super cool like actually um he actually got the got I was on the phone call with my girlfriend at the time when I was in basic training and we had a, a phone call time. And, uh, he, she told me that it, he had passed away from a four-wheeler accident. My, my best friend, one of the best friends I've ever had in my entire life, his name was Neil. Um, and, uh, he was my bud there. That was my boy. We, that was my rolling partner. homie. that's, you know, we were, we were homies, homies. We were down, down. That was my good, good buddy. Uh, me and end really changed a lot of things for me because I'd never really had a best friend like that before. You know what I mean? Right. So, well, it didn't,
1: doesn't not sound like you had a whole lot of time to make a best friend, really, right. up, up it, until this point.
0: As a matter of fact, there was a point in time when all the court stuff went through, and I had that they, you know, I was at the age to make a choice whether I wanted to go back and live with my mother, whether the state wanted me to or not, or stay where I was at at this, you know, group home. Or whatever. And I told him, I was like, look, I, I won't graduate high school if I go live with her. I've got to stay here just to, I, there's no way. But I was like, this, I can't, I can't, this is, things are working out too well here for me. I'm going to stay here. Um, and so I did. And I think my mom holds that shit over my head to this day, probably low key. But I just knew the deal. You know what I mean?
1: So do you have a relationship with your mom
0: now at all?
1: you really never talk
0: about your mom that much. So, I do. I do. I love my mom, man. My mom, she she she's a better grandparent to my daughter than than she'll probably ever be a mom to me, but and I'm fine with that. Um she tries. I think my mom has her own issues, you know what I mean? My mom has her own traumas and stuff that she ex- has experienced as a um as a kid, you know. Uh so she's got her own monsters, but it, you know i don't my mom is one of those that (laughs) i hope she don't get mad if she listens to this episode but (laughs) she was one of those kind of moms who was like probably probably not meant to be a mom or maybe was just a had to be a mom too young because she had mom she had her kids in her senior year of high school you know what i mean so um but i just yeah maybe my mom wasn't meant to wasn't really cut out to be a mom necessarily and that's fine you know what i mean i don't you know i am who i am because of it and i'm a pretty dope ass human i think so uh i would agree i think you're pretty dope so yeah no harm no foul either way like i don't i don't hold shit over her head i don't hold i mean my mom is who she is and i love her you know she just didn't work out yeah uh, it is, I, you in, know it is in the early I, years i'm just happy I that at least there's that we have something you know what i mean i love my mama you know what i mean that's my mama so she so fucked the, it up for sure, but I still love my mama. <laughs> yeah. So the the dude
1: in the very beginning, the piece of yeah. shit who in is basically the reason this all happened. Right. Uh, at one point, you said you went back to live with her, but she was trying to rekindle that relationship. Did she eventually say fuck that guy? And oh yeah, um, for
0: sure. I th- I mean I think that that whole ordeal there and her getting jacked up about it um i think even a judge or, or somebody told her hey if you, you you that's legal issues if you keep doing shit like that and i think she was like all right yep." Yeah. because you know she didn't want to go to jail or whatever i i don't know i don't know really a whole lot of the, the <laughs> who wants to go to jail that, right yeah jail sounds like a bummer
1: it does sound like a
0: bummer um
1: huh. yeah that's a crazy life, man. Crazy life. It is. It is for sure. Yeah. I like, you know, like I said, I knew you were, you know, in the system. Um I didn't know to what extent. Uh I didn't know that you were in the system basically uh from
0: 9 on. I yeah, had no most of uh, my almost most of my childhood entirely. Yeah. Mm. Well, is there uh any main points
1: that you would like our listeners to know about the that whole ordeal or the foster system in general? before we start wrapping up
0: um well i just you know if there are any programs in your town or a city or whatever that you know you can donate backpacks i'm gonna tell you look i i spent a lot of time carrying all of my belongings around in trash bags and paper sacks or old school backpacks that were beat to shit. You know what I mean? So, mm-hmm. you know, the state does not use a lot of their funding to provide kids that are in that situation what they need. So if you can donate, like, just a bag, like, or a good, you know, travel bag, a suitcase, like, man, that shit will is so good for morale for a kid in the system. Like, to have a dope-ass, like, suitcase or some shit they can travel around with, man, Little shit like that. I don't know.
1: Do you know of any uh, state departments that uh, people could get a hold of to figure out where to donate that kind of stuff, or would they just kind of have to call around? I'm unfamiliar um, with the with the system like that at all. So
0: uh, uh, I'm sure you can Google it for like so uh, every state or. whatever has their own for so back in Alabama for me it was called uh DHR Department of Human Resources and they those were the people like my caseworker worked for the DHR and so I mean I get uh some places will call it Child Protective Services CPS or you know there's different names for it but um I'm, I'm sure you can just google it for your local town or government and um they'll have i mean they're, they've got to have a number you can call or um i'm sure there's some kind of program if not i mean i'd be all in on coming up with like a let's donate uh suitcases and book bags and all that type of stuff to foster kids that'd be pretty sweet i'm sure there's got to be some people doing some let's get bags i can't be the only foster kid who's got some kind of voice that's saying hey foster kids suitcases are the shit get them some you know <laughs> yeah well,
1: yeah, if anybody wants to donate some some shit to some foster kids man uh and you're not sure where to do it or the process, hit us up on twitter at yeah. uh, vague underscore world and Rob here I'm sure will be glad to give you some kind of direction or ideas on what you know besides a book bag could be donated
0: that'd be that'd be dope yeah um and and also like I ran in into so many people that were like I had a pretty pretty troubled childhood and I am very lucky in that it was only as as bad as it was because I ran into so many, so many countless other individuals that Hogan, I've heard some some doozies, buddy. Some doozies. <laughs> yeah. Uh yeah, yeah. Um I, I knew this kid named Timmy. In. his parents would lock him in a deep freezer that was unplugged
1: and oh go clean.
0: Yeah, they would they would leave him in there for hours at a time. Like uh, they would put cigarettes out on him and shit. Like he was real I, you know what I mean? I felt sorry for him because everybody else used to fuck with him and cuz he was real crazy violent and uh, you know,
1: dude, I don't yeah. even
0: Yeah, people shit like that, who You go know what into, I mean? So,
1: yeah, these people who go into homes um, to retrieve children from those situations i really don't know how they do it and don't um and i get in some like legal trouble i don't know what i would do if you put me in a room with a person who puts cigarettes out on a kid dude he had the
0: scars on his arm i mean there's i mean there were little little round cigarette burns all up and down his arms
1: i'm telling you dude. i don't I don't know how people deal with that mentally and not react. I get that they can't really react in in a yeah a crazy way because you know civilization, right? But
0: mm-hmm.
1: I feel like I would need a week off of work and a and, and a barn in the middle of nowhere with this person to really truly understand how I feel about them. Yeah. So the people who go and and retrieve kids from situations like that and get them out of their situation i give them props man yeah um
0: that all being said though um like mental mental health is it is i i needed it a, a lot therapy and i got some i i mean i i've met with a slew of therapists but i again wildly inconsistent and for whatever reason, on the drop of a hat, I would have to change counselors, and so it was. It, I just never got any consistency. But I struggle with you know growing up. With I mean, I got stress. Straight, I've got PTSD. You know what I mean. And so, a lot of other kids are worse off than I am. Uh, as grownups now, just trying to make it. So, um, yeah. and again, if anybody out there is feeling shitty or. Whatever, regardless if you were in foster care or not, um, always reach out to the suicide hotline or crisis line and dial nine eight eight on your phone or whatever. Um, you know, there's always somebody that, out there that can help out. Don't don't feel alone. I've felt alone for a long time about my experiences and traumas and felt like n- not many people could understand. But as a grown up now, there I've found a lot more people understand than you think. Especially if you think you're all alone, there's at least one other person that knows. So, yeah, let's just take care of ourselves. From a wise man.
1: <laughs> all right. Well, thanks for sharing your story, man, and and clearing up some some facts about the the, the foster system. And uh, hopefully, you know, somebody gets something out of it, even if it's only one person that is just sitting there listening, thinking, "Damn, like you know this this dude gets it." So. Yeah. maybe I'm not I alone. Mean, you know,
0: I w- I would love to uh, engage in conversation at uh, vague underscore world on Twitter. Please, please feel free to drop by, um, ask questions. I'm an open book.
1: Okay, all right. Well, so what are you uh, what are you thinking we're going to talk about next week, man? Um, I really have no idea. I really we I know we've been working on getting a. Uh, I don't even know what to call him really, but he's the an a native american ambassador i guess i don't know what to call him i don't know what his he he he, his title is but you were telling me about him yeah he he does all the the, you know the native american like ceremonies and he He sings sings like songs yeah yeah um i really wish we could get him on the show but i don't know if that's going to happen by next week so
0: no, I don't know. I'm working the details on that out. I know he's definitely on board. Um we got some logistical issues to work out uh as far as getting him getting him on. Uh but we're gonna make I'll do whatever I can to make it happen for sure. Um
1: Yeah, yeah, it's gonna be sweet. Um I am really interested in hearing what he's got to say. I mean, I don't know a whole lot about actual Native American culture or history. Same, so, dude.
0: Same. And uh, that's what I told him. I was like, man, I just basically you know, I just want to give you a platform to maybe inform people about that culture that they don't know, or maybe some misrepresented, you know, shit. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, we'll put a pin in that. And if we, if, if we can get him on the show by next week, then that's what we'll do. And if not, we'll, uh, we'll come up with another like super vague topic, you know? Oh yeah. And we'll, we'll, yeah. we'll do it. Uh, that's my hopes though. I really want to get him on the show. So i guess uh without further ado that's uh going to be a wrap for this episode and
0: we will see you guys later all right adios